0: Hey, Belinda, I love the birds behind you. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Hello from Big Island.
0: Nice, aloha. And what is this week's theme?
1: We're gonna be talking today about the theme of discovery, which is represented by the agave plant. And I just love this prompt. How can you transform discomfort into discovery? Can you be grateful for the question, even before finding the answer?
0: What a challenging relationship between discovery and discomfort. Last week we had forgiveness. Now we're going into discomfort. I thought this was a podcast about gratitude. What is it about these plants and words, uh, that really sort of provide us a different perspective on gratitude?
1: I think it offers us a new perspective on how we look at life. And I think nature is such a beautiful teacher in providing different dimensions to what we can be grateful for through the lens of the cycles. And it's just so interesting how discomfort is such a part of everyday life. And I noticed for myself, how I try to shy away from the discomfort when it happens. And I love how this theme of the agave plant on discovery is all about how we can be with that discomfort and connect in more with the question uh, around that discomfort rather than just trying to find the solution right away to alleviating the discomfort or the suffering that we feel.
0: There's something about the agave plant with its prickly spines that, you know, it's this immediate reaction to, ooh, do not touch. But at the same time, agave creates the agave syrup. It creates tequila. And so when you work with something that even is prickly, so many beautiful things are possible. And at the same time, though, from the plant's perspective, those little spines are actually its security it's about protecting itself and so i think part of the balance with gratitude and discomfort is realizing that okay when am i when do i have my spines up because i feel the need to protect myself and when can i become sweet uh like the agave syrup and so i think to me this practice of gratitude is learning to sort of find the balance between comfort and security and discomfort and freedom, right? Where can I find that balance to explore and create something new, but also realize like, hey, I need to protect myself. I think the challenge is when we only have the spines up and we're only protecting ourselves and we're not kind of giving ourselves room to be uncomfortable and room to explore. So do you have any sort of context of where uh, Arlene, the artist who illustrated these plants and were the inspiration for these cards, was there anything in particular uh, that inspired the agave and discomfort?
1: I am really curious to hear Arlene's story this week on that. Um, it, it's interesting because, you know, Omar, when you and I were picking the cards for the first few episodes of this podcast, I remember that we chose this card and this theme because it kept coming up in our gratitude circles, you know, and, and in my personal practice, it was also showing up quite a bit. And so I remember that this was uh, chosen because we kept seeing that synchronicity coming up over and over again, this beautiful coincidence. And what's interesting is this plant and the story behind it was not something that, um, Arlene and I ever talked about very much. You know, there's themes like joy and presence um, that keep coming up. And and there's, you know, the story around that is very familiar to me. But um, I'm really curious to hear Arlene's story around this uh, this week because it's something that I actually I'm not familiar with.
2: This agave drawing, which became our discovery theme, is a small agave plant my parents gave me as a gift that I had growing in my studio. I remember the day I drew it because I felt like I had run out of ideas of what to do for my daily drawing practice. It was drawn on day 54 of a 100-day project. And this plant had been sitting with me all this time, almost like a patient friend watching me struggle through the project. The beauty of setting an intention to do something every day is that it sometimes forces you to see things that you don't normally notice. You have to become intensely aware of things in order to keep the momentum going. And so I remember staring in awe of this interesting little plant that I barely noticed yet had been with me all this time. And it made me wonder what other discoveries there are to find right beneath our own noses. And when I drew it, I couldn't help but notice the prickly thorns on the edge of the plant. I recall that I could feel its sharp protective outer edge when I drew it. You can see the sharp edges, maybe feel them too, if you look closely at the drawing. Discovery seemed like the right word for this plant on this day, in part because like the thorny outer edges of the plant, discovery on its edges is almost always a bit uncomfortable because you are moving into new places in your mind in your emotions in the world or in your spirit but the rewards feel so big if we're willing to go there because our world will become bigger and so will we
0: Belinda. You shared a little bit about our gratitude circles. Maybe for those that are joining us for the first time, what is a gratitude circle?
1: Well, one, I love this metaphor of a circle. A circle is uh, an old symbol that has no beginning and no end and in many ways representing our interconnectedness as people. And so... It's a place for us to stop, take a pause and be present with what is and really share from a heartfelt place of, you know, what's coming up for me in this moment based on these prompts from nature. You know, what does this art invoke in me? And I just love that we have this practice where we stay open to the possibilities through these cards, picking them randomly on Zoom and just seeing uh, what meaning uh, wants to be evoked in the moment. And and there's really no script for these circles. And what inevitably comes up from this practice of just reflecting together around the wisdom of nature is we create the space for self-care and shared connection and invite in This idea of beautiful coincidence, synchronicity, and realize a lot of times what we've seen in our circles is how we aren't as alone as we feel sometimes with our emotions. And even the discomfort of that is actually really natural. It's part of life.
0: I love that you focus on the gratitude circle, the circle itself, right? Yes, there's part of it is bringing people together to have conversations that are inspired by the 39 cards and just be present to what is, but then there's just the circle itself. And for me, it's really about wholeness um, that I think it's very human for us to separate. We love to make distinctions. We love to break things apart. And when we break things apart, it, all of a sudden it becomes us versus them, you versus me, brain versus heart. We love these very binary um, setups. And the circle is this reminder that we're all interconnected. And to me, the practice of gratitude is really about connecting to this unbroken wholeness. This is this term, this unbroken wholeness is about realizing that it's not this static slice of time, but an unfolding. And when we allow things to unfold, then we're actually sort of connected to the flow of things as opposed to just stopping uh, in this moment. And this is what happens sometimes with the brain. It freezes, it stops, and it wants to just sort of make choices, us versus them, versus, hey, we're all in this together and how do we actually create room for each other? So I can't wait to hear some of the clips uh, of discovery from our previous gratitude circles.
1: Yeah, and, and Omar, in what you're sharing, what's coming up for me is the, even the prompt around discovery, around gratitude for the question. I mean, it's very much what this gratitude circle is all about, right? Like oftentimes we're sitting with a question in our lives that sometimes we don't even know it's sitting within us. And, you know, then we look at something from nature in the card or the theme or story that this flower or this plant invokes in us. And all of a sudden, um, it unlocks something deeper. And in many ways, I feel like that shared space and community is an opportunity for us to sit with the discomfort of our questions and let go of this attachment to knowing you know, having the answer. And, and I've, what I've found is it's kind of uh, been uh, healing for navigating so much uncertainty that we've been through the past year or two during this time.
0: You talk about navigating. And as you know, I've been slightly obsessed with the Hawaiian sailing and navigation And oftentimes people think that, oh, they know the stars, and so this is how they orient themselves. But it's actually not about them just knowing the stars, it's actually knowing where they've been. And when you know where you've been is as important as knowing where you are. And so the, the Hawaiian sailors would navigate by remembering sort of the path that they've been and then able to then see where they are relative to the stars. And so in some ways, it wasn't about uh, this question of knowing what's next. It's just knowing where they are, where they've been, and then open to where they might be going. And that's actually what they would also do is they would have a mental map of where they are trying to go and imagine the world moving around them as opposed to them moving in the world. And I love this idea of what does it mean for the question to move around us as opposed to us having to go find and seek the answer. We're going to hear three stories today from our gratitude circles.
3: Last night in my building there were some Airbnb guests upstairs and they were making a lot of noise and I was really becoming um, annoyed and irritable. So I transformed my discomfort of being annoyed by focusing on a nest of baby sparrows. And I decided that instead of like being mad at these Airbnb people who aren't complying with the quiet hours, which after 10 PM, you can't make noise. I just focused on these little baby sparrows and I just looked at them. And that's why I'm in a state of wonder because they're really beautiful. I was listening to their tripping and I watched um, the mother feed, feed the babies like worms and insects and um, So listen, this morning I was on the roof and the baby sparrows are flying. So what started out as discomfort was a discovery of, wow, it must be really cool to be like a baby bird in a nest. And then just one day start flying. It was really amazing because I I used to have dreams as a child of being able to fly. And I would always have dreams about my, my twin brother and in the dreams it would always be my twin brother and I flying. And all the other kids would look at us and say, what are you guys doing up there? And I would say, we're flying. We're flying, but you can't, sorry. (laughs) Um, And then um, I swam competitively. And it's it's funny to hear you talk about gravity, Omar, because um, I've always been determined to defy gravity. Um, That's why I became a swimmer because gravitational pull isn't really, loses its strength in water, you know? But I appreciate this card because um, I realized, oh, I was able to transform insomnia to complete wonder about baby sparrows being fed by the mother and then the following morning watching them fly for the first time. Anyway, thanks for letting me share that.
0: Such a great set of stories. I love that he started with irritation at some Airbnb folks and jumped to sparrows and then gravity and what does that look like and mean this morning you and i belinda held a gratitude circle for healthcare workers and as they were going through their weekly check-ins and it was all about yellow red green where were they what were the stats but they made a brief mention of a weekly kindness prompt and today's kindness prompt was challenge negative thoughts with a new perspective. And so how we can change our perspective from an annoying Airbnb guest to what else can I actually pay attention to? Can I look at these birds and these sparrows and what is happening in their life as opposed to focusing on the negative? And this is the challenge of emotions, that emotions actually have a gravity to them. They have a weight to them and they can either sort of pull us down or lift us up. And so how we treat our emotions, how much gravity do we give them? There's actually a lot more choice in that. So gravity normally is sort of constant everywhere, at least on earth. But when we can change our perspective and we can change our orientation, you know, it's the idea of what you see depends on where you stand. Well, if you stand on the moon, then gravity feels very different than if you're standing on Earth. And so whether you want to focus on what is irritating or something else, there's a lot more agency we have in doing that.
1: What also comes up for me is how much wonder can offer space for us to just be in the present and also relaxes the mind and the imagination around what's possible. I just love how this person was sharing about their dreams of flying and, and it came from just watching this bird, these birds in the nest and starting to build a relationship around nature and noticing and it totally shifted his energy, you know, to go from that feeling of annoyance to then, wow, I wonder, you know, what's going on with these birds? What, What is it like to fly? And, oh, here's my dream about flying.
2: I have had to
1: learn how to transform discomfort into discovery via physical pain. Um, I have a history of bad, back problems, which I won't go into, but I've gotten to the point where I can't do a whole lot that I used to do. So I've had to find different things to be interested in
3: and different ways of dealing with pain. And sometimes it turns out really well. It's
0: fascinating how going back to the brain, sometimes wanting to make things very binary. So pain is bad pleasure is good as opposed to those are just sensations and how we react to those sensations is really about what is our state of mind Um, what are we paying attention to what are we present to and ultimately how do we feel the things that we're feeling without letting them take over And it can go in either direction. Chocolate tastes really good, but if you eat a whole box, then all of a sudden that pleasure actually becomes pain. And at the same time, listening to pain allows us to maybe step back and pause and really sort of reflect on where is this pain coming from and what is it trying to tell me.
1: Omar, I'd love for you to share what came up in our gratitude circle yesterday when we were doing uh, a body scan and you noticed the pain in your shoulder feels really resonant right now. So
0: when I'm stressed out, I get this pain in my shoulder and there's this Chinese massage tool called a gua sha made out of jade. And it's sort of like, it's a rock, um, almost shaped uh, like a thin sort of blade. Um, And when you rub it against an area that is in pain, what it does is breaks up the fascia. And then your skin looks really red. And so to me, it's almost like a wand. It makes visible what is hidden below the surface. And then all of a sudden you're like, ah, yes, that pain is real. It's tangible. I can see it. And we we joke as a family now that like, all right, where are you hiding your pain? And how can we sort of pause and acknowledge it to reveal it? And when we do it, that's where the healing begins.
1: I love what you're sharing and what this... Um, person shared around discomfort and physical discomfort I feel like um, much of my 20s I was definitely living from the head up and very disconnected from my body and over time started to build a different kind of relationship where I was really trying to learn to tap into different parts of my body to really understand what was really going on And it's so fascinating how much we store our emotions in our body. And when we can take the time to notice and feel that pain or that pleasure, um, how much can be unlocked around what's really going on, how we're really doing. So just appreciate that story from you omar around the intelligence of your shoulder
0: it's that prickly feeling where it's like okay it's like an alarm it's like hey omar your shoulder is tightening up maybe you're stressed out about something what is it and as soon as i can kind of like pause and acknowledge whatever that stress is oftentimes the stress goes away and it's Just that physical reminder, that pain is something like, hey, pay attention. So instead of reacting to it and just saying, taking an aspirin and like, I'm going to make the pain go away uh, through taking an aspirin, it's actually, no, let me pause, see where that source of pain is coming from, and then actually deal with the underlying issue as opposed to covering it up, which in some ways, is a perfect piece to this week's theme of discover. Oftentimes, we're covering up our pain. We're covering up our feelings. We're covering up how we're actually feeling. And when we discover things, we're actually uncovering. We're actually seeing what is there. That's what the gua sha did. It uncovers the pain. And it shows the fascia that has been tightened. And it said, okay, this is all happening I can't just ignore it. I don't want to just sort of medicate it. I want to actually discover it. So then that way I can actually begin my healing process.
4: I just recently finished a couple of really big projects that I was really proud of and they were really hard to do. And it took a a great deal of stress and anxiety that got me through it. And I also have been getting a couple of other things that I'm really excited to work on that um, some people have asked me to work on that it just made me sit and realize that, um, you know, to get to this point, I realize all the mistakes I've made, all the things that, um, you know, I wish I could have done over. Um, they actually got me to this point And they got me to a point that I'm really proud of just where I'm at, I guess, in my my own personal career, I guess you could say, or just where I'm at in my life with my work and just being creative. And, um, and that's really important to me right now, because I've had a real big struggle with that for many years of just not feeling adequate, not feeling enough, not feeling um, like I'm progressing or getting any better um, in what I do. And I finally kind of feel like I'm at a place right now where I am I'm I'm okay with it, and I'm doing okay. And I've I'm proud of the struggles that I've had. I'm proud of the mess ups that I've had, um, the things that I didn't follow through on. Um, really taught me lessons on never doing them again. You know things like that. And I realized that looking back at all of those things recently, um, which I have been, makes me uncomfortable because it you know I, I get uncomfortable thinking about the things that I I shouldn't have done or the things I could have done better and you know, the decisions I made that probably I could have thought longer on things like that. And I realize through that uncomfortableness that, well, I've come a long way and, and I'm, and I've learned from those things. I haven't repeated them. I've done really well for myself in that regard. I've, I've moved forward. I've grown. So, um, I realized that a lot of uncomfortable, you know, uncomfortable moments for me have led to discovery, uh, of, of just my character. And, and if I'm, you know um, if I'm able to learn from these things. So
0: what I love about this gratitude circle story is the relationship between success and failure. And we talk about mistakes as if we want to avoid them, but they often provide us the greatest lessons and learnings. And so part of me wants to, particularly as a dad, like, how do you fail well? What does that look like? And obviously I want my daughters to do well in life, but maybe part of them doing well in life is to not have a fear around failure, but really to embrace that that's just part of the process. And what's really important is that they get back up, that it's okay to... Um, mess up here and there, but really it's about them sort of getting back up. And how do I help them create that mindset? It's that growth mindset, actually that they are already being taught in some ways where I don't know it yet. It's that yet where it's like, okay, it's this unfolding and becoming uh, that is important. Going back to the unbroken wholeness where it is that unfolding and we only sort of make mistakes when we stop things in time. And, you know, in, in some ways, that stopping in time is our sort of scarcity mindset. Whereas if no, failure is just another step in the road to success. And how do I sort of take these bricks of mistakes and create a path that really looks and feels uh, beautiful because it's just part of our human experience?
1: What I'm also really resonating with about this story is the connection back to our first episode on forgiveness. You know, how can we see our perceived failures and mistakes as a learning? And what can emerge, what questions can emerge from that place of struggle and how does that cycle unfold in ways that allow us to be more whole, like you're saying, Omar, or go deeper? You know, what what can be learned from those growth edges? And it's interesting just looking at this card in front of me right now, you know, the, the prickly hard exterior of the agave doesn't want to fail, doesn't want to be penetrated or harmed. But then when you go past that first layer of protection, there's this like softness there, you know, the sweetness that you described. And it's almost like initiation of life. You know, how can we continue to navigate the struggles in a way that allows us to be open to receiving the lessons and the learnings? And eventually the answer in the moment will reveal itself. <laughs> it, it doesn't really need us to effort too much to get there. Uh, and that's what I love about that sharing uh, just now is just the, 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 the unfolding of the struggle and how we can be with that in the way that this uh, discovery card in, you know, invites us to
0: as you were talking about the agave plant with its prickly spines, I was just imagining it in the desert. And yes, it has sort of a thicker skin, which sometimes we can all create a thicker skin. It has those spines sticking out. A part of it is because it's taking in water and, and it's this incredibly important resource in a desert is water and then I love how folks adapt, uh, creatures adapt to how do I access that water? And then there becomes this symbiotic relationship because when it rains, that's what the agave plant does well is it swells up and it absorbs the water for when there is no rain. And, and I think part of life is this balance of like, okay, Things are constantly changing. How do we adapt to the change? And this is to me where the practice of gratitude, using art, using nature, each of these things are reminders to help us constantly not stay static, to constantly be evolving. That's to me, this inspiration of nature is how do we remember that change is constant? and to stop freezing things in time. Each week we love to share a practice because practice disrupts habit. Habit is that sort of default sort of autopilot that we often go on. And this really is about inspiring behavior change. So when we look at the theme of discovery and recognize that sometimes discovery invites discomfort, what practice do you have for us this week Belinda?
1: Yeah so I was really sitting with this theme and the energy of the agave plant and it felt like what wanted to emerge in this week's practice is just taking some time this week you know as part of your morning or ritual or your end of day wrap up taking some time to take a few really deep breaths to just get connected with your body this week. And as you breathe in, just inviting new energy to come into your body. And as you exhale, just imagining a release coming through opening up your body to more possibility. So as you do that breathing to really get present with yourself in the moment, I invite you to notice if there's a discomfort coming through, either a discomfort in your body as in the form of a pain that Omar described in his shoulder For me, it'd be a a tension in the jaw. Or maybe it's discomfort in the form of a feeling. You know, something that showed up for you at work or in a relationship. And just inviting this practice of sitting and being with the discomfort, even if it's just for this short time. And noticing if there's any question or any curiosity that's coming up for that discomfort. You can even ask, What is this discomfort wanting to show me today? What can I learn from you, the agave plant, on discovery? And just do this as many times this week as you desire to just practice being with the discomfort. To notice what questions emerge from that place. And we'd love to hear from you through Instagram. If you want to share through Instagram at Gratitude Blooming or Um, For you to even share this practice with a loved one, if that feels alive for you to connect around this theme of discomfort and discovery.
0: I appreciate inviting curiosity into discomfort. As I'm feeling the pain in my shoulder, it's an alarm. And instead of hitting snooze, to really listen to it. Say, okay what is this radio channel trying to signal here? And how can I really change the frequency by which I'm listening to it? So here's to pain and discomfort being an alarm, to not hitting snooze and to waking up to a different day.
1: Omar, as you do that practice with your shoulder in this moment, can you share with us, what is your shoulder telling you? Is there a question that arises?
0: What's beautiful is that even just asking or coming to the pain with curiosity, the pain goes away. And so it's only by ignoring it that it sort of wants to flare up. Just pausing, being like, oh, hey there, you need attention. And maybe that's part of it is just, I think sometimes, again, as a dad, Maybe the kids are like, dad, do this, dad, do that. They're just trying to get my attention. And, and so maybe my body is just saying, hey, pay attention to me. I'm here. I'm present. And I know that part of the pandemic, it's been really hard. Uh, I used to go to a Russian spa on a regular basis that I haven't been to in a year and a half. Uh, I used to be able to get massage on a more sort of convenient basis. And so a lot of the self-care practices that I used to have access to, I don't. And so part of it is really discovering new ones. I've been doing a lot more walking and just really paying attention to my body when I'm walking. My, I often I've noticed I lean forward when I walk. And that actually puts a little bit more pressure on my back. Whereas if I sort of stand up a little bit straighter, then that pain will go away. And so it's just something as simple as walking and paying attention to am I leaning forward or back? Just the posture alone really changes how I'm feeling in the moment.
1: I look forward to the uncovering this week of what our bodies are telling us.
0: Thank you, Belinda, for inviting this new practice we appreciate you all who are listening and we look forward to sharing more of the 39 gratitude blooming cards in the weeks to come cheers
1: cheers